For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. He will fill your heart with his word and with his presence. Wherever the word of God is, his presence is there. So pray that you will have an encounter with his word and with his presence as well. Father, we thank you. Have your way this evening. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. If you love the Lord, you will give something. If you love the Lord, you will give something. Any man who proposes to a woman gives something. I tell you. Yeah, you can't open your mouth and say, I love you, and not give anything. Women, don't you know what you expect? Yeah. If I say, do a list of what you expect from somebody who says he loves you, you pass the exams right now. This exam, you won't fail. I'm telling you, as for this exam, no woman will fail. You will put down the right things. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now, we say we love him. What is the evidence that we love him? John chapter 3 and verse 16. John three sixteen. Everybody should know this scripture. Who doesn't know John three sixteen? Who doesn't know John 3.16? One person doesn't know John 3.16. Two people don't know John 3.16. And they are sitting together. Yes, who else? <laughs> it means you didn't go to Sunday school. John 3.16 is the commonest scripture, I think, in the Bible. Even people who are not serious know it. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son to condemn the world. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Yeah. So, you see, the evidence of God's love for us is the giving of his son. His only begotten son. So if you say you love the Lord, what is the evidence of your love? Eh? Parents love their children. And they make sacrifices that the children don't know. Yeah. But children hardly make sacrifices for their parents. They are selfish. 
Some of you here, if somebody dashes you, I'm talking about the children, if somebody dashes you thousand dollars, you won't go and give it to your mother. No, 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 or your father. You have, you have things that you buy. If they collect the money, you, you start crying. You, you pull your mouth and make your face as if they have cut off your head. Yeah. Yeah. But when they have money, they think about you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you love the Lord, you give something. Maybe four things that you will give if you love the Lord. Number one, you give your life. Yeah. Anybody who professes love for God must offer something. And the first thing that is required of you is your life. What does it mean to offer your life to the Lord? In John 3, 16, the Bible says, For God so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, the offer of Christ, the son of God, to us was his life. His life was offered to us. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He came to give his life a ransom. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto. Jesus Christ himself said this. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of God came not to be ministered unto. He says that he didn't come to be saved, but he came to give his life a ransom. You see, but to minister, to serve. He came to serve us and to give his life a ransom. So he came to pay our debts by offering his life. That's the evidence of the love of God. Now, after you have received that love, what are you supposed to give in return? It is not your blood. You are not supposed to die, commit suicide, or cut your head. Or That's not the type of death. To offer yourself to somebody means that to give yourself wholly. And your, your, your whole being is your spirit, your soul, and your body. You see, there are, there, are, there are people who can say, I love you. But their love is sensual. It's bodily. There are men who say they love girls. And the understanding of that love is to have sex. Sex is not evidence of love. If you're a woman and you think that a man loves you and he must have sex with you to prove that he loves you, you are wrong. You are sensual. Yeah. You are fleshly and carnal. Because men, we don't have allegiances to anybody. Any human body. I'm telling you. You have to understand it well. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. We are constrained by the love of God. That's why we don't misbehave. Do you get what I'm saying? But a man... Sleeping with you is not a sign that he loves you. That's why prostitution started with women. Women offer themselves and men pay and have sex. 
without feelings. Yeah. You see, it's just like it's just like going to a restaurant and eating the food and enjoying the food. You don't fall in love with the chef. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm preaching? I'm preaching the word of God. So listen to me carefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't be deceived. You see, and when you are a man, you see, you are a liar. If you show a woman your love only by having sex with her, admiring her body, complimenting her body, you know, no, 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 you are a liar. You, you, don't, you see, the real love that God has for us is deeper and more intimate and it is not sensual. It has nothing to do with fleshly feelings. Yeah. 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 So your response to God must be deeper. Your, your, your love for God must be sacrificial. It's, it must be spiritual. It must be bodily as well. And it also must be of the soul, your mind. Because see, a man can have erection and tell you every nice word in the world to sleep with you. But when, when the blood goes away, the brain also goes back. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you understand? He's, he's, I think these people, they don't understand what I'm saying. I should not be saying these things to these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sisters, don't let, you see, don't allow people to, to tell you nice things about your body. You, do you understand? They, they make nice things about you. They touch your buttocks. They want to touch your breast. You know, it's like, you know, when they see you, the hand becomes epileptic. <laughs> it's like, you, know, you don't know whether he has to put it in the pocket. He has to hold it. No, no, no. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because see, sometimes, you see, women, women demand attention. So they derive pleasure in being cuddled, tenderly loved, you know, all those things that they say. So sometimes when you experience it, you are on cloud nine. You think that that's evidence of love. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with love. Real men, do you understand, who love, they manifest that love by sacrificing their whole life for the women. They give them things. They, 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 they are there, you see. Yeah. 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 They are not ashamed of you. Oh, see, some of you guys sleep with you, but they will never go out with you for people to see them walking with you. Yeah. 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 That's it. Hmm. How shall I shine? <laughs> yeah. Romans chapter 12, a very popular scripture that we know. Verse 1. 
12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. This body is part of your devotion to God. You see, for us, what represents life is our body. But we have a spirit and we have a soul. Now, these two components together is what gives us life. And as they are still present, your spirit is still here. That's why you are here. If the spirit leaves you, this body will fall. If the soul leaves you, if your blood finishes in your body, you are done for. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your feelings, your emotions. That's why we have five senses. You are alive. So when some people go mad, they lose some of their senses. Yeah. Sometimes mad people can lose sense of smell. So he's sitting by the rubbish dump and eating. He doesn't smell any bad thing. Yeah. He's smelling very nice. <laughs> he has lost the sense of smell. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, a saw. Flies are eating the saw. I mean, he's walking as if, I mean, nothing has happened to him. He hasn't bathed. He's smelling. He doesn't know. When you pass by him, you, you have to close your nose. He has not brushed his teeth for three years. Yeah. Three years. The essence has been lost. The soul. You see? So you can be living, but your soul is defective. And you can be living and your spirit is also contaminated. Now, when your spirit man is affected, what happens is that you have strange fellowships. Because the spirit only thrives in relationship. It is the spirit that likes people. It's not the body. Yeah. It's the spirit that yearns for friendship, for partnership. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's why prostitution is a very wild thing. Because the women, they suffer. But they don't give it up. Yeah. It's a demonic thing. Your spirit man has... It's, you, are, you are strange. So you fellowship and associate with strangeness. Even in the midst of pain, you, you can't... I mean, and your, the spirit and the soul, they are stronger than this body. So they endure much more things. Yeah. Wickedness is in the soul. Yeah. You, 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 some people are so wicked there. Eh? They will smile with you. <laughs> but I tell you what they have devised for you. Mm. Now you don't see it on their face. Yeah. Don't see it on their face. That's why the Bible says, be not ignorant of his devices. Satan is a wicked person, but he comes like a friend. If you are not ignorant, it means you're, you are informed. And, and, and Bible says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Information, the reason why we need information, we need education, is so that the soul is strengthened. Knowledge is important. Yeah. Then you have the body. So you see, we worship God in spirit, in soul, and in the body. That's why in 
Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says something very interesting. It says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole body, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because God knows that even though you are saved, you are still in danger. And you need a certain help to preserve your whole spirit, your whole body, and your soul. Because if, if these things are not preserved rightly, there will be confusion in this body. There will be confusion in your life. And that's why some people give their lives to Christ and they, they backslide. And they die and go to hell. It is almost as if they lose the grace to be preserved. Blameless. You have to offer. If you don't offer your body, if you don't bring yourself, you see, God will not draw you from your house. No. No. I mean, have you seen somebody who, who, who complains that he's, I mean, he has a problem of drinking and he can't stop? Normally, you see that it is they who voluntarily continue going to drink, drinking sports. You, they can never be in their room and close their eyes and then somebody will carry them and bring them to a beer bar and put drink in their mouth and force it down their throat. It is they who walk. They carry their body. You see? Even though in peril and in danger, their body is still offered as a sacrifice to devilish things. And that's how come we also have to be conscious of how God also wants us to present ourselves before him. Your body is for the Lord. Know ye not that this body is the temple of God and that you are not of your own and that you are of the Lord. So bring it to him. And Satan also knows that if he gets you, I mean, he's got you. He's got you. Because there's one who gives life and there's one who takes it and destroys it. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, imagine that indeed you have been saved. What it means that you have life. The life must be presented before God. Present your body that has life. Your soul that has life. Your spirit that is alive. You and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses. So there is life that has been given to you and God wants you to present yourself in the form that he has made you daily and consistently so that you can continue in fellowship. It is not a strange thing. But many of us, that's why Christians who don't, when you hear somebody, okay, who says, as for me, me I, don't, I don't go to any church. Yeah. I, one day I had somebody who proudly said, I think he was a, an MP or a minister of state or something. He, he doesn't go to church. He only goes 31st December. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see, such people, they are lost. Consider him who suffered the contradiction of sinness against himself, lest ye be worried in your mind and faint. Jesus Christ, he presented himself to the synagogue. He was always there. They saw him all the time. So the Bible says, as was his custom. He went to the synagogue, and it was given to him to read from the book of Isaiah by the priest. Yeah. He even, who didn't need to be there, 
was there because he was he came in the form of flesh and he had to satisfy and overcome the things that he needed to do to be strong and and over, over, over and deal with so when you when you when you don't understand that's why laziness is a sign of demonic activity that you 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 see somebody had a problem and 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 the person I called the person. And as the person was talking, I said, no, come to church. He said, the person said they will be, church. They will be in church on Sunday. So Sunday, I noticed that the person wasn't around. And I sent a message, what's happening? The person responded and said, I overslept. <laughs> no, no. So you can understand why some people, their problems don't go away. Yeah. Because you know, let me tell you, sometimes when you come into the presence of God, the fact that you come here, demons leave you. They are uncomfortable in this atmosphere. If you are sick, where do they take you to? Can you send your brother to go and tell doctor, doctor, I have not been able to poo-poo for two weeks. So, Prescribe medicine for my brother. No doctor does that. If, if, if he's a doctor, they, should, they will take his license. He will never do that. He needs you. He needs you. He needs your presence. And you see that you are sick. You can't walk, but you get up this body and take it to the hospital. Yeah. You are vomiting, you are going, you are shaking, you are going. Yeah. Yeah. So, you see, when God requires your presence in bodily form, he knows why it is important. And you have to understand it and offer it. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Look, you don't need to be a prophet or to see things, but I want to open your eye to look at people around you in the church. You see, there are some people, they, they don't progress. It is because they serve God when it, it pleases them. They come when it pleases them. God is attending to you regardless of how busy he is. Do you know that? There are some people who are praying and waiting on God far more than you. <laughs> but sometimes your one hour sleepy prayer is enough for God to show you mercy. But you are still so lazy that you don't even see that that one hour that you come is relevant. <laughs> yeah. You don't see it. Present this body. When you see, don't, don't, you see, me, eh, I don't miss church. I've also been a church member like you for many years. I was very committed and serious. No pastor called me. No church member, no shepherd or anybody ever called me. When I became a member of the church in 2000, I said, this is my church. This is where I'm going to come. That was the end. 7th May, 2000, Sunday. I never looked back. Nobody called me. Nobody followed me. I was always there. We, I used to go with my friend to go to the, we go to the church ourselves to pray. No, the pastor hasn't organized prayer meeting. I go for programs. He doesn't have to invite me. I'm going to the headquarters, camps, 
I don't absent myself. My body was for Christ. It was my life. And there is a reward. You see, sometimes, uh, you know, school is very hard. Some of you, I, I don't know why you don't want to answer because that's a reality. But, but even to finish the school without passing is a form of discipline. <laughs> yeah. Being there every day, you have classmates. One day, one, <coughs> one day your classmates will, will, will give you favor. They will remember you. Yeah. Being, just being there and sitting there, something will happen to you. At least it enlightens you, it opens you up because you are always there. You see, there are some, some, some people in school, eh? they are always last, but they are always uh, present. <laughs> it, is, it is different. You see, they are different from people who sometimes are very smart and are truant. Some people are very clever, but they don't stay. They, they won't write the exams. You see? They won't write the exams. So, when is the end of the year? It's like, there's nothing... There's, <laughs> some of them can't even continue anymore. Yeah. It's a different thing. You have to fight till the end. And this body... You got to overcome the spirit of holding back. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It means that it is your life. Yeah. So present it. Yeah. It is not a demand. Do you understand? It's not like the scripture is saying that, uh, okay, your body is there. It will come. No. You have to carry yourself. Yeah, present it. Yeah. When I say go and present something, it means go and do it yourself. Because sometimes eh, your spirit man can be in the service, but your body is in the house. As you are lying in the bed, you are thinking, oh, what are they doing? Okay, they are around this time, they are doing prayer, they are doing this, they are doing this, they are doing that. Yeah. Your spirit has come to church, but this body, you, left, you have left it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why people say the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. Number two. So the first one is your life. Number two, give your time. Yeah. As long as we are alive, we are ruled and governed by time. When you die, there's nothing like time. It's eternity. So you can't offer anything again. Yeah, that's why we labor whilst we have life. After the grave, there is no work. <laughs> now, how do you spend your time? You see, some of you, can you imagine that God himself has come to be with you? offer his life and to save you from your sins and he has elected himself to be a friend yeah but you are busy you are busy can you imagine a student who is not doing well in class and your teacher says that come and let me teach you one hour this subject and then you don't go and then when they ask why didn't you come I was busy busy doing what you are a twerp you see you are busy doing what 
Your priorities are not right. So you don't know how to manage your time. Yeah. It is the play and the foolishness that makes you busy. That's why when they teach you, because you're, you're, you're the classmates in the school, the same time that the teacher uses to teach, they understand, but you don't understand. And when you are being offered extra help, you seem and appear to be so busy. Busy for nothing. Busy body. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who always tell us, when you call them, why didn't you come to church? They say, I was busy. What were you doing? I was washing. I was cooking. I went to sell in the market. I went to visit an uncle. Yeah. God told the Jews, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. You see, they understood this principle and they allot time for the Sabbath to God to the extent that they don't cook, they don't switch on lights, they don't bath. Yeah, it's like the, the body has no value, no brushing of teeth, no bathing. Yeah. Only cold food. They don't cook, no fire. Yeah. Even to the extent that when you travel to Israel, Friday night hotels, they won't give you food. All the food is there. Go and serve yourself. Cold food. Yeah. They will leave the light on. Don't put it off so that you come in. Hotel. They don't care who you are. It is time they allot to reflect. It's a, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. If President Adama Barrow calls you to the state house, whatever you are doing, you stop and go. Even those of you who insult him and don't like him. <laughs> you go. Yeah. You go. Because he's important and he's offering you time to be with him, which you know will not come easy and common. But you see, God is above any other being. That's why I find it questionable when people who say they love God cannot offer their time to be with the Lord. Even to be in weekday service is a reflection of how people don't respect God and their, and their time. Don't, you don't respect how you use your time. You are busy doing what? Oftentimes, when you hear people giving you reasons why they, they didn't come, you weep. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pathetic. And it shows how undeveloped spiritually many of us are, even though we, we claim to. Yeah. You see, when I'm counseling people for marriage, and I notice that maybe either the man, normally is the man, who don't have time to, to meet, to chat, to have a relationship and fellowship with the lady, it is a problem because it, it, it doesn't, the fact that you stay with somebody in the house doesn't mean that automatically you can bond. 
the bonding starts before you enter the house together. Yeah. The, if somebody he doesn't have time, he appears to be busy. He's, when you call, he, he can't visit you, he's always he's looking for what money. Please. The, oh, no. You see, anybody, if you're a man, you are choosing a wife. Eh? A woman is far above any material thing that you possess. What is money? There are some people, when they lose one million dollars, within three months, they will make it. But when you lose a life, you can never replace it. That's the value of human beings. When you understand it, you, you see, it, it helps you to relate properly. Giving your time to something is a sign of your commitment. I've broken relationships because the guy doesn't have time and uses his work as an excuse. Yeah. And it is a, it's a danger sign that he's not, he's not telling you the truth. He's not committed to you. And when people ignore it and they enter their mind, they see it, but you have entered. So that one, we can't tell you to leave because he doesn't have time for you. Be inside. Yeah. God wants your time and my time. If he stops everything and offers his son for the forgiveness of your sins and says, have fellowship with him, I tell you, you see, one of the reasons why the, the Jews were very jealous of Jesus was because they realized that people spend time with Jesus more than they were spending time in the synagogue. Because Jesus goes outside into a wilderness and he sits from morning to evening with the people. The people don't go to church and sit down like that. Their synagogue time, one and a half hours, mass. <laughs> Satan doesn't like it when you spend time. That's why if you look at your life, eh, you spend time on your phone chatting, you spend time visiting friends, even when you are tired and sleepy. You watch TV more than the TV itself. Yeah. 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 And you, you, you have time for all kinds of things. But there's no time for God. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 12. Deuteronomy 15 12. Bring it up. And if thy brother, an Hebrew man or an Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee and serve thee six years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. Verse 13. We are going to verse 16. And when thou sendest, sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock, and out of thy floor, and out of thy wine press, of that 
wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. And thou shalt remember that thou was a bondman in the land of Egypt. And the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. Verse 16. And it shall be if he say unto thee, I will not go away from thee, because he loveth thee and thy house. He loveth thee and thy house, because he is well with thee. Now, do you understand what you have read? Yeah. Now, you see, God told Moses to teach Israel. The Jews had prospered, and they also had people who were serving them. And the instruction was that when you, you have also been a slave, and you know how it is, when you, as God has prospered you, these people, when they serve you for seven years, let them go. And make sure that you bless them because they have spent time serving you. Now, if they decide that because they love you, they don't want to go, accept them. Keep them and bless them even the more. Let them become family. Do you understand what it is? When you read on, that's how it is. Yeah. King James sometimes makes the whole thing. But that's what it is. It's like somebody spends time because they understand serving and loving. You have to reward them. Now, that is how come it is for us to understand how God rewards us when we also offer ourselves to him. Because he teaches people that if somebody has been with you seven years, seven years of their life, you have been in bondage for 400 and something years. But I'm telling you, seven years is important. If they say they want to go, release them and bless them. Don't let them go empty-handed. Do you understand? But if they decide that we won't go, we want to stay with you because we love you, let them be part of your family and bless them. Let them feel comfortable and happy. Remembering that you were also a bondsman or you served in slavery. And you know how it is. So can you imagine if your whole lifetime you have given it to God, if he honors seven years, how much more will he value your, your lifetime of service to him? Think about it. Because his covenant relationship with Israel was not based on years. It was eternal. Do you understand? That's why the, the, the rewards are eternal. So, if even somebody, God is teaching people that, look, if even somebody lives with you for seven years, make sure that, that the time the person has spent with you, value it and reward the person. Let the person feel happy and blessed. Yeah. But if the person decides that they will stay with you, oh no. Embrace the person. Let them feel happy. That's why there are some families, when they have people I mean, they live well for not only their children, biological children, but for other people as well who have been with them for years, who have been good. Yeah. Yeah. So think about it. You see, you have to see how God thinks and, and values people. And he teaches us. It's also a teaching to us that if, if somebody has, some of you, you can have house helps who are very good. 
But any house help who leaves your house will never even like to pass in front of your house when they leave their house. Yeah, if your house is by the roadside, they will change directions when, when they are going somewhere. They have to use the, your, because your, your, the road reminds them of your wickedness. Yeah, your terror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some people who are like that too. Hmm? Yeah. If we are being taught to value people, do you think the one who is teaching you doesn't have value for you if you also offer your service and your time? Yeah. Because he's not teaching something he doesn't practice. Yeah. It's part of him. And he knows how wicked, selfish we are. That's why he would teach us. That's why he would tell Israel, remember where you have come from. You were also slaves for years. But treat slaves well in your midst. Up to today, do you know what uh, uh, Israeli farmers do? When they harvest, they always leave a 10% of the harvest on the field for anybody to come and pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. They leave 10, 10% of it on the land. Free. Anybody. They have, they have prospered. Israel, they say, we don't import any food. Everything we eat, we grow it here. Fruits. Every fruit in this world. Meanwhile, they are not in the tropics, but they have tropical fruits. They are in harsh weather. Their winter is not simple. And their weather, they, are, they, they have a, a desert-like weather, a, a terrain. There is no water. So the, the fight between Syria and Israel, the Golan Heights, is because of water. Water bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yet, God, you see, they know God has prospered them. So they, they leave they, 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 they leave people, they leave things. Anything God has instructed them, they are obeying it. Yeah. They're trying. This is the God who He teaches us values. How to how to appreciate people for their time. That's why when you are in the church and you are you are doing something, we also value it. I have been given value for the time I served as a lay pastor. I wasn't expecting it, but I knew that it is God who reward me. My heart was, was, was at peace in, in giving my time and my everything to God. Sacrificing and being in the church, going for camps and doing all kinds of things as if I'm a full-time pastor. There is no camp I missed in the name of I'm busy. And some of you, 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 we are going to have a camp. You won't come. Yeah. All right. We hear you. Number three. If you love God, you will give your money. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. Do you have NIV? You have NIV? You have it? Yes, give me NIV. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. 
If you love God, you'll give money. NIV. You don't have it. Hey. Okay. Let me read it. Okay, you can give us NLT. Do you have NLT? You don't have NLT. You have New Living Translation. You have it. Uh-huh. Hey. Give me a response, but when I ask a question, you are there. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. <laughs> yeah. You see, listen, why are you in church? Are you not in church to build yourself and to become better? Yeah. So you see that me, I realize that I mean, it is church that makes me, because I'm a pastor, that's why I talk plenty. I don't like talking. You don't believe me. I look like a talkative. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, don't you realize that some of you, you have grown. Your prayer life has changed. Your, there are some things you won't do today. There are some people, when they say some things to you, they can't, they can't entice you to follow them. Yeah. Your faith has improved. It has, you have grown. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's too late. You are mature. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you know how to speak very well. Yeah. Your knowledge, you know things in the Bible. Little things that you know in the Bible, they are powerful. Yeah. Your enthusiasm, your zeal. There's a certain commitment you have today you didn't have. Abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And your love from us. And I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Many people stay in the church. One of the things they never improve on is giving. If you go to some churches and you, you, you say, let us pray for husbands, you see the woman. Hey! Take my husband. I claim my husband. I claim my husband. I claim my husband. I claim my husband. Any demon that is holding my husband in the realm of the spirit, I shoot it. Pay. I fire it. Pay. Machine gun. You see, prayer, prayer warriors. Prayer warriors in the church. Let us pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Somebody lift your voice and speak to the Lord. And you see them, Charlie. There are some people when they are praying, you like it. Yeah. You you, you like it. You look at them and say, wow. Hey, it's nice. You know, some of you can't do it. Hey. The zeal is there. But when you say you want to buy land, let 
10 people give 10,000, then everybody now, you see that everybody's head goes down like that. We bow down and worship Yahweh. Now you know that you have to bow down. When it comes to giving, we don't lift up our head. Hey! So some of you, you remain in the church and the last thing that you develop is your ability to give. You see, and the scripture says, for God so loved that he gave. Many years ago, a certain husband was reported by the wife. After seven years of marriage, for seven years or so, he has never given the wife a gift, bought anything. You see, and, 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 and when the wife came to say it, we were shocked, as if she was lying. That it cannot be. How can it be? So we had to call the husband. When the husband came, I tell you. It's like, you see, he said, she doesn't need anything. Yeah. He, he said, she, she has a car. I, I bought a car for her. She uses it for the children. I buy petrol. I service it. I pay the bills. I buy things. Yes, it is true. But the wife, don't you think your wife needs, because I think their first child, when they gave birth, there were some complications. This, So he decided that she should not work. You see, she must be with the children, I think, for sometimes. And so she had been at home for four years. Yeah, four years. And these four years, he had never found it wise to say, okay, apart from all the things that I do, take maybe... $100 or $200 or $10,000 or $20 here. Go and buy something. It doesn't occur to him that the woman needs something. Because the woman is also not asking. That I need, I need to buy, I'm sorry to say, part. I need to buy, change my panties, uh, change my brazier, uh, whatever. So he's walking around in the church, happy brother. <laughs> giving offerings and supporting the work of God, but he's not giving to his wife. Yeah. 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 You don't know. It's important. <laughs> yeah. You see, listen. That's how come sometimes eh, some people stay in the church. They will come for prayer meeting. They will come for conventions. They will be around. They will join the choir. They are around. I mean, when it's, they say we are doing picnic, I mean, yeah. But when it comes to giving to the work, mm, yeah. you are like the husband who has to be counseled to give money to his wife. Because it's a grace. Gr giving is a grace. And I've noticed that in every church, there are people who are naturally givers. And there are some people who are unnaturally non-givers. Whatever you do, they won't give. Yeah. And there is that scattered, yet increased. And there is that withholded, yet tended to poverty. You sometimes I, I have a burden for people who don't understand giving. Because what happens is that they give at places they shouldn't give. And it, it brings problems. 
Yeah. Because you see, everybody has the instinct to, to profit and to have advantage. And you, you, you know that instinctively in us, there is something that tells us that if you want something, you have to give something. So, so they don't feel and they don't understand that in the house of God, you must give. That's why it's very demonic when you fall under any pastor or anybody who doesn't tell you that it is important to pay your tithe or to give. Because look at uh, 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 Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Uh, uh, give me a message. Matthew 23, 23. NLT. You are hopeless. You religion, scholars, and Pharisees. Frauds. You keep meticulous account books. Tithing on every nickel and dime you get. It's like the Jews... What they, what they believe now is that God, he's so faithful when it comes to giving that as for giving it, they have account book. So they give a 10%. It's like without fail. Yeah, they record. They don't want, hey, they don't want to owe God. Tighten on every nickel and dime you get. But on the meat of God's law, things like fairness and compassion and commitment, they are wicked. Jews, when you owe a Jew, it's better you meet a Taliban person. Yeah. We don't owe Jews. So. They are lenders and not borrowers. They are shrewd. Shylock. His money. He will... Hey. Yeah. It's better you meet Boko Haram than owe a Jew. You won't have peace. Yeah. So, so they are not fair. So Jesus is... Listen, no. Jesus is rebuking them. He said, the absolute basics, you carelessly take it or leave it. Careful, bookkeeping is commendable, but the basics are required. What is he saying? He was referring to the tithing and the record of tithing as commendable. It's like, don't stop it. But the, 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 the things about fairness and compassion and commitment is required. You can't, you can't say that. As for me, I believe in the covenant of giving. And when it comes to the other things that are weightier matters, because what, the, what Jesus is saying is that money is like the least thing that we should argue and, and, and the Jews amongst them, money is the last thing. They don't talk about money. They understand the principle of money to the extent that they covenanted with God that they pay even on, on, on herbs, on mint, on, on things. You see, they are so faithful. They keep record of everything that they are given. Yeah. Yeah, tithe books. They have the grace to give. That's why in the world, they are the richest. Covenant keepers. Everywhere they are, Ukraine, they are the richest. Uh, Germany, they are there. The whole of Europe, US, they own the UK. I'm telling you. Jews. They haven't come here. Maybe one or two. Mm, yeah. If they come, you see them. Merchants. They're always the head and not the tail. So, it, 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 you see, you have to understand that. It's like, when it comes to giving, we, when you mature, the things you should know and do, nobody should teach you. It, it's just like, today, when our children wake up and you don't tell them to brush their teeth, they won't brush it. Is that not so? Most of them. 
But look at my age. Who should tell me to brush my teeth? <laughs> eh? You, grown-up sister like you. Who should tell you that brush your teeth? Yeah. Mm. So they've grown to understand that giving eh, is a covenant relationship. And they are so faithful about it. Yeah. And Christ rebuked them for taking it up so seriously and far more important above things that are weightier. Forgiveness, mercy, judgment, the word of God. It's like, as for them, prosperity, one, one go, prosperity. That's what the Jews want. Yeah, they are very prosperous. Giving to the temple mount. You see, today they have billions of dollars. The day they are fighting to, to, to build uh, Solomon's temple again. And where the temple was destroyed, the, 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 they have built a mosque, Al-Aqsa mosque, and they are fighting over it. What it is, they, 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 they have given money that is there, ready to build. So the day they claim the land, they will destroy the mosque and build a temple because the money is available. That's a covenant they have with God. And we, 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 too, we need money. But we don't give. So, so you see that. Some people say, eh, we don't pray. But you hear, no, never hear them say that. You are not asking us to give. It's a long time since we had all night. Brother, you have had all night. Uh, what have you become? You become an owl. <laughs> Fly, you see only in the night. Owls are blind. They see in the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giving your hand is like a monkey. Do you know how they trap monkeys? Monkeys with banana. They do a small hole and they put the banana, the unripe one. And they put their hand inside. They want to steal the banana. When they take it, the banana cannot pass through. They won't leave it. They will stand there for them to be caught by the person who set the trap. They don't want to leave the banana. It's like, yeah, the, the thing you want, it, it go kill you. It go, something must kill a monkey. Something must kill a man. Money. So, some of you, when you have money and you sit in the church, you don't give. That's why you see people, we say we are uh, giving money to do something. We are, we are supporting this. We are doing this. They will sit here and they will look at me all right. Or they will smile. They will ask me to pray for them. They will, they will, they will tell me my preaching was powerful. Eh? You are blessing us. They will say all the things. We are happy in the church. But they won't give. If you are a husband and you don't give, even your children will be afraid of you. When you enter your house and you have dogs, then you hear them. Ooh, ooh. Come on, if you, when you are eating and dogs are around there, you hear the dogs. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> they know you. Hey, hey. The bones you will eat, you your you grind, you chew the bones, it will become like powder, and you swallow it and 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 add water. Say yes. 
Ladies and gentlemen, our time is up, I tell you. Yeah. 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 If you love the Lord, you will give your life, you give your time, you give your money. Ask my wife. If she asks me for money, for something, I, will, I don't refuse it. Sometimes, why are you clapping? Listen. Sometimes I don't have it, but it comes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want her to sweat. Because she's, she's good to me. Yeah. I have peace. If God is good to you, you will give without her. Yeah. 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 She knows my ATM card number. I don't know hers. Yeah. Four digits. She knows it. She knows it. Yeah. One day I took her own. I was going to withdraw money. I, 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 didn't even, I think I didn't ask her. I thought it was my own. I used my own, my key, my pin, and I blocked her card. <laughs> yeah. 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 Giving, eh? When you love somebody, it's not something that we even have to discuss. Are you a husband? Your children, their, their school fees have not been paid. And you are there, walking around and feeling... <laughs> feeling like a man. <laughs> eh? School fees for your children. Yeah. And you see that you, they, some of them have girlfriends and, and, and friends on the side when they have money, that's where they are spending. Them. Then the woman, the wife, when you give the wife even thousand, and then after four days she says, I need uh, some four hundred. Hey! Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. You become like a policeman who has lost his money. <laughs> hey! Everybody will hear. Hey! Some of you, eh? You see, you are not good towards God when it comes to money. It's when we have money as a church. Do you know what we do? We use it for things. LP Josephine, her church. We have to make the church the, where she's meeting. We have to do the place before the rains come. It's money. Her offering, the people in the church, when they give offering for one year, we can't do that work. Yeah. One year, she has started a new church. Pastor Peter, where is Pastor Peter? When you see the church he has, his offering, you wonder whether. <laughs> yeah. But he needs land. How would the land be bought? Huh? Yeah. So. Everybody must understand and help and give. And you see, when you do that, God supernaturally, eh, he blesses you. He blesses you. You don't have to have money to give. Some people have money. They are wicked. That's, Pastor David was telling me about some footballer. 
He told his wife that he doesn't have anything. Wicked man. He, he's not a role model. No matter what it is. Yeah. His wife is divorcing him. The wife asked for 50% of the property. He says everything. He doesn't have anything. He has put everything in the name of his mother. So legally, he doesn't have anything to give. I, I went to check it. It's true. A guy is wicked. But when he was saying that, I thought it was a lie. Because internet, they lie a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean your wife, your children. It, 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 no, it's just like, you see, you, you, have, you can't even put even one thing in her name and the children's name. One thing. Everything. Then you can look at the woman and your children and say, I don't have anything. Meanwhile, you are paid $400,000 or whatever, euro, a week. A week. No, some people are wicked. They don't give. And they will look at you sweat. Yeah. Don't be like that. If you love the Lord, give something. Your life, your time, and your money. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him. Lift your hands and thank him. Somebody is receiving grace to correct a certain mindset and a certain posture. Because in some of us, our service and our commitment to God is half-hearted. You know, one of the things that make marriages not work is when there is infidelity. It means, you see, your body belongs to somebody else. No, you can't be trusted. You cannot be trusted. You bring demons and all kinds of diseases into the marriage if you are like that. You, you, don't, you, are not, you, you don't have time. You are not available. don't give. Let something change. Because the covenant of God is deeper. And it's an eternal covenant. And if we can't understand it and give off everything as if we have nothing and all we have is him. When it's money, you are not afraid to give. When it's your time, you are not afraid to give. When it's your body, you are not afraid to be present. You are not afraid. Nothing holds you back. You'll be surprised. How God also gives you a certain reward back. Nobody can get a job. And when your, your company feels that you are divided. Today you are here. You are, you are still communicating with these other people. You, you, they look at your call lock and think. No, 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 no. Say no. This guy, he hasn't left. Or he's, he's on his way out. Immediately they treat you with suspicion. Yeah. And you don't get your due. Be single-eyed. Be focused. He gave his life to us. There's nothing wrong giving yours to him. He gave us his time. There is nothing wrong giving yours to him. He gave us his blood. No money pays for blood. No money pays for blood. 
No money pays for blood. Lift up your hands and speak to the Lord. Thank Him. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus.
to conform to your image and to become sons and daughters who deeply love and commit to loving. We bless you. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every eye closed. If you are here, somebody invited you or you came on your own. And you want to say, Pastor, help me. I want to give my life to Christ this evening. That's how it begins. It only begins when you offer yourself to him and say, you need him in your life. You need to walk with him. You know you are far away from the Lord. But tonight, you want to take that step and make that decision. You want me to pray with you wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. Everybody close your eyes. You want me to pray with you tonight. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up that right hand. Yes. Lift it up. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.